Hey, welcome to 12 Questions. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, Alex is back. We are here. I am here. We're here at 10 a.m. on a Thursday because we care and we love you guys. Yes, we're here. We're super here. I uh, forgot I had a therapy appointment scheduled. I didn't like. Oh, so dang. my therapist was on the phone when you called and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. See what the things we do for you guys. The uh, things we do for you guys. So uh, l- let's see that uh, review. Let's see that them subscribe numbers go up a little bit. We're here for you. But if we not, it's OK, too. It's all right. We but I'm just letting you know we go through a lot. Yes. While you were on your phone with your therapist, my car was broken into this morning. Holy shit. And yeah, uh, it happens. Even when you live in a decent building, you pay a little more for the amenities. It happens. So don't keep nice things in your car. Yeah, you live in a really nice building. Thank you. Thank you. Like, that's the part that's kind of shocking. It's like... Oh, I think it's not shocking. I think they hit the nicer neighborhoods. They go after the nicer neighborhoods. Yeah, they go out. Crime is down everywhere else because there ain't shit anywhere else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's true. I mean, we got hit on Christmas Eve. Uh, uh, Stuart, it was so funny. Right, right. He, uh, his battery got stolen. Oh, yeah. And see, then that's... he stepped in dog poop. And then um, we discovered it while I was putting air in my tire. So I was like, just take oh off your gosh. shoes and like put him in this bag and do this. And then he accidentally slammed his foot in the door. Ah, and it was just all on Christmas Eve. All and on I was, Christmas Eve. I know. I was like, I feel like if this were a Hallmark movie, you'd be learning the true spirit of Christmas right now. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> we're all getting scrooged. Like all of us are getting scrooged so hard. Uh, but it's all right because... Uh, I'm not even tripping that the, it's a big city. That This is what you deal with when you live in a big city. You just got to yeah. be more mindful. You got to protect your stuff because there are the have and the have nots and shit. But they didn't take your car, which they, is really yes. good. I'm that glad the they didn't thing. take my car. They didn't take anything that prevents me from doing my job or going on gigs or uh, they didn't piss or shit in my car. I've heard that happen before. Ew. Uh, a human poop that would be that's so violating yeah yeah well <laughs> you, you gotta think you gotta uh, get your shit detailed after that yeah they, like they, yeah thieves are just uh really can be really petty like they took my insurance and registration so i gotta figure that out they took uh my old vintage cowboys jacket my starter pullover i'm kind of a bitter about that one but you know what uh if anyone's wearing that jacket around town please put hands on them for me all right before i put my hands on them because they're gonna catch these hands what if they're cold like what if they're cold people you have lots of nice jackets I'm going to put hands on them and then give them a towel (laughs) (laughs) give them a knitted blanket what (laughs) what um like that's so crazy though that's so crazy i'm not a violent person so i'm not gonna do anything i'm gonna let the cops handle it because yeah here, you, here's gonna be you my file a report yet or are you gonna do uh, that when yet, you get home yet. i'll do it when i get home they left a coffee cup in my car strangely enough weird so i'm gonna see if, if all the things that happen on ncis is true where they can swab the coffee <laughs> and they ain't even match gonna send D- anybody out no, <laughs> the L- lapd is so fucking useless <laughs> They're going to look at me and like, ha you've been watching too much David Caruso, right? That's, no. that's not what happened. No, these this parts. is probably what they're going to do. This is what they did for Stuart. Because we had like, um, I told him, I was like, you know, call the, I, he was like freaking out. So I just like called the police and mm-hmm. I called the non-emergency number. He's so sweet. Nothing bad's ever happened to him. He was like, I didn't know there was a non-emergency number. Hilarious. <laughs> I just thought you called 911. Welcome to the big city. 
<laughs> Stu. I know. He's been here for like seven years. I have no idea. I was just like, I was just like, oh yeah, there's a non-emergency number. He's like, well, when do you call a non-emergency number? I'm like, when no one's bleeding or dying or shot. Like yeah. you, that's like, if it's a car accident or like something that like really disrupts. Like The funny thing is you probably things. get a person on the line on the non-emergency number quicker than 911. Yeah, that's very true. 911, you will get put on hold like, hey, there's a knife in me. Please hold. Well, that's because there's so many people clogging up the emergency number. Well, no, that all the money that we pay for in taxes, they need to hire more people to work. I mean, there's plenty of people that need jobs. There's I mean, plenty of people that need jobs. Maybe. Go be a 911 operator. I'm sure the benefits are okay. I mean, it's probably a combination of things. Like, definitely, we could be responsible citizens and not be calling the emergency number for things that are like, I ate too yeah. many care. I, I had a friend who worked, was a paramedic, and he, like, had a friend, like, he got a call because a guy ate five pounds of carrots and got stuck in his bathtub. What? Yeah, he was in his bathtub, and he ate, like, a five-pound bag of carrots. He just got stuck. He, he can turn actually orange from that eating that many carrots yeah and he he got he had a chest pain because he was stuck and had a chest pain and then he panicked and and so he called 911 and they had to get this like guy stuck in his bathtub out so there's like a lot of dumb things that yeah that actually sounds like an emergency it's you're stuck in your bathtub he had chest pains no but he had chest pains because he ate a five pound bag of carrots all at once he probably just had to poop he was fine. It's not a funny story yeah. if he was legitimately dying. No, that, that he's kind of that was kind of a waste of taxpayer dollars. But he had chest pain. So when you hear chest pains, that's the that what that's that. I mean, will maybe he just the, said that. The, the EMTs over to you real quick. So he probably knew that. Maybe he probably I mean, knew that chest pain. If you're a guy who like word. calls because you ate five pounds anyway, mm -hmm. but he. So anyway, so when we call, who likes carrots that much? Five pounds worth of carrots? Is he dipping them? Is he just sitting there diddling with them? Or like, I think it's just food addiction. <laughs> is he like a heavy set guy? I don't know the guy. I just know the EMT. Yes, he was heavy set. No, and so apparently, he, what happened was the fire department and the EMTs show up at the same time, and mm -hmm. then and then so the EMTs just sort of like backed out, like they did Homer <laughs> going into a bush. Like they were just like, no, we don't want to deal with this. And so they just like backed away slowly. Poor guy. That, that's when living your best life goes absolutely wrong. He was exactly. Like, I'm gonna draw a hot bath. I'm gonna eat all these carrots. What? I'm gonna be healthy. New year, new me. Oh shit, I can't move. <laughs> Now he's stuck. Yeah, now he's stuck. Uh, 911. Chest pains. Exactly. So, like, when we called the non-emergency number, what they did, just so you know, is they said to call the insurance company and to take pictures and then to bring the pictures and the insurance information yeah, in. Yeah, I'm going to take pictures of all my stolen shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to hunt down the guy. Hey, I need a picture of the stolen stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there any, like, damage are also to the car? pretty useless. They didn't do any damage to the car. That's they, good. And my driver's, my passenger seat in the front was clicked back, like if they were, took a nap or something. Eh, they like clicked they it back. High. Luckily, I have seat covers, so I'm gonna wash those. Uh, probably some fucking transient or some shit. I have no clue. So but th these are, I know. I'm. Uh, Did I ever tell you um, when I first moved to LA, my house got robbed? My whole house. Your like, whole damn everything. in Long Beach. 
No, this Ireland. was uh, down in. I was living in Pasadena when I first moved out down here. Oh yeah, Pasadena and, is a weird one. Yeah, it is a weird one because it's like a nice, city super nice. But there's this pocket right off Marengo. Yeah, where you can't park your car, or else they roll up on you yeah. and just like, "Yo, what the fuck you doing? Stopping in the middle of the street?" And I was like, "I live here. Yeah, I live in the bad part of Pasadena." Oh, I lived in the nice part of Pasadena. Damn, like they fucking real, cleaned out the whole house. Yeah, they cleaned out the whole house, and we oh. were on. We were at a twelve step convention in texas in san antonio mm-hmm. when it happened and our neighbor called and was like hey it looks like your house got broken into and so he came in and everything was gone shiba was still there and that was my major Thank concern God. i was yeah. so dramatic yeah. i was like oh where's my cat yeah and um shiba they, probably fought him off i mean no because they did get <laughs> like she was a cat and she did get like uh they got like the tvs and computers and they stole my tax information that was the first oh. time I had my um, my identity stolen, oh, and um, and so yeah, they just like opened up the cabinet and just took like taxes twenty or you know two thousand and four out. Shit. And um, that's big money on the black market too. Yeah, yeah, no, mm. they were they were living their best life out of our shit, mm. and it was. It, it turns out like I had somebody in the program house sitting for me, and it she whatever happened, Failed. I think she was. <laughs> No, she got arrested that weekend and I think she was involved because what happened was is we went so the house is just like all fucked up and then we went in the bathroom and there were um there was like pills were gone. No, (laughs) there was uh there was blood and a rig and like clearly they'd been shooting heroin in the bathroom. And so whatever happened um, and I'll never carrots. know. And at first I got so mad. I got so mad. I like yeah. went down to the Pasadena jail and I was like talking to her and I was like, what in the fuck? And you need to be honest about what happened. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a police report and like, I'm naming you. I don't know like what's going on, mm-hmm. but I felt really upset and really violated. I was so fucking angry about it. And yeah, cause she's right there behind bars. You're in, you're about to press charges. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know she was super involved. So it was in, they have to like, it's not, I don't know the whole story and I don't know if I ever will. Cause she's mm. never made like a straight up amends to me, like with the mm. details, Yeah. but it was an ugly situation. And, um, uh, cause she left the window open. Mm-hmm. so that's what happened she left the window open and so she could have gotten high left the window open gotten in trouble on her own other people came in and robbed the joint she could have been involved in the robbery we don't know but i she was probably brought, brought over some people to party hang out a little bit and, and they, they robbed like, the joint yeah yeah it, like, could, yeah it could have been a whole thing but the truth is, is i learned i learned a valuable lesson about boundaries number one mm-hmm. and i learned another valuable lesson about like forgiveness because i got i was so fucking mad mm-hmm. i was so mad we moved from pasadena to north hollywood we moved to a worse neighborhood because yeah. i was just like i don't want to live in pasadena anymore and um, far. i used to live in pasadena and driving home from mike's was always like a <laughs> fucking it's, uh, it it's was a really burden. far it's pretty there but and it's like you can park anywhere but it's far going across the 134 yeah. is like dead man's land like it's it's, it's both traffic far and distance far yeah and you got to yeah. go through mountains and all that yeah. Even though we're like surrounded by mountains completely, but this is this is just like, like you're the taking the scenic though. route. But like every night scenic. it gets old. <laughs> I, we so it was kind of so I was at work and I was working in drug and alcohol treatment at the time, and this counselor was like, "Are you all right?" Because I mm-hmm. was like, when I worked in treatment, I was like a cop, like nobody can get away with shit, and I was particularly on one for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Are you all right?" And I told him the story, and he said, "You know what you need to do? You need to go to a meeting today." 
and you need to find the most low bottom addict there, mm-hmm. like the raggediest person you can find, mm-hmm. and you need to hug them. Uh. And I and he said, and you need to do that for like a month, and I did, and it worked. I stopped being angry. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm, I don't think I'm, and I I think that's a, a thing I'm gonna keep in mind. But I, I've done that in my last couple of meetings. I think that's why I'm not flipping out, and I seem like yeah. pretty chill about it. Yeah. And again, it's just possessions, material it's just things, stuff. material yeah. things. Those sunglasses they took two for twelve at Aldo. Holler yeah. at me, you know. You can't. You, I can't get mad about a lot of those things. Uh, you know, what was a crazy thing that happened was too. Mm-hmm. Everything came back. Like not my personal stuff, but mm-hmm. like somebody gave me a computer that was better than the one that I had. Mm-hmm. Like people just stepped up and helped out. Yeah. So uh, guys, I'm a size medium. So if you find a nice Cowboys <laughs> pullover starter see, jacket, a uh, Cowboys pullover starter jacket, an old iPhone 4s with my Spotify account. I actually there. might have an old iPhone 4s. You can just have. <laughs> I think everybody has like an old iPhone 4s just laid around. It's arguably the best phone that was ever made. Oh, it was perfect. Fit right in your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not stretching out your entire palm. It was weirdly uh, made entirely of glass, but was also indestructible. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's the one. And had a case on i don't know i'll i'll just i don't mean to talk over your pain i'm just saying no 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 that, that's fine you're, you're giving me advice i <laughs> i don't know if i should walk into the police department the wilshire department and with that coffee cup because they left a coffee cup there because they were just yeah. probably so giddy about you know all the little random things that they were gonna get like an old iphone or an old it was like a vintage uh a vintage robbery everything was vintage that they took what a come! They were so cozy in your car. Yeah, like they they ate one of my trail mix bags too. Also, there was like an empty trail mix bag because I, I keep trail mix in my car in case I'm like running around and I don't have time to eat, so I just have like some brain food there. And yeah, they just they ate one of my trail. Like they had time <laughs> to reflect. <laughs> what? If, what if they're a neighbor? A neighbor. I wouldn't doubt that because there's been like people moving in here and there and. They've been out partying. We hear them sometimes. We don't care. We don't. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not the type to uh, file noise complaints or anything. Uh, I don't know. We'll just see. I'll just. We have cameras in our parking lot. Oh, yeah. yeah they got you cameras can get the in tape. there. So. And then I don't know what they're going to do or what they're not going to do. But I just. I don't know. what. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'll just have to. Just follow it through, make some amends, go go hug one of these low lives, and I'll be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean crazy. that in the most sincere way, okay? <laughs> I mean that in the most sincere so way. Crazy. I'm a low life. Takes one to know one, right? That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do a whole Happy sh- New thing. Year. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2019, also the year of the Feeling pig. It. Yeah, the Chinese zodiac is uh, oh. displays it said it's the year of the pig. Okay. So all the characteristics, the positive characteristics of a pig: smart, intelligent, okay. generous, motherly, maternal. Uh, we should see all that this year. Nice. So, yeah, we, depending on the animal, we'll be able to uh, see that. Uh, last year, arguably a very good year for a lot of people. Yeah. Was the year of the dog. Oh. Man's best friend, 
Or, that's supposed to be my, that's yeah. my year I was born. Yeah, or a person's best friend. And you had a great year last year. Yeah, yeah. doing I, good. And as I was born in the year of the rat. Okay. So that uh, that pairs well with a dog. Yeah. And this year, even better. Nice. Rats love pigs. Nice. <laughs> and pigs love rats. Charlotte's Web. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Do <laughs> dogs and pigs get along? Dogs Probably and not. pigs get along. It's the it's <laughs> tigers. Tigers. Like the year of the tiger with a rat. That's when it's like an uphill battle. Oh. Yeah. Your last year, arguably one of the best years. Despite, you know. Um, I had a big growth year in 2018. Absolutely. Like a lot of like growth. My sobriety really like went super saiyan. Mm-hmm. You know, and pulled in a lot of things. Uh, I don't know. I guess this would be a good time to talk about the loss of my mom. Yeah, I mean, it's up to yeah, you, man. We're reflecting on the past year. Uh, it gave me a lot of peace knowing that she was able to see so many great things happen. Mm-hmm. And you see her like she, my my uh, good friend, mentor for like years, he, uh, he, you know, we're just looking at pictures. I was sending him a picture of her when I was just like a complete wreck. And he's like, look at her, Alex. She's exhausted, all right? Let her rest. Yeah. She's exhausted. Stop holding on to someone. She's She saw you get married to the love of your life. She saw you get on TV. She saw you on a Vietnamese newspaper. You have achieved far beyond anything she could have imagined. Yeah. She just wanted you to graduate college, and that was probably it. And she was like, okay, I succeeded. But you went, like, you leaps and bounds beyond that. Yeah. So you'll be all right. I just, you know, all I do now is just checking on my dad to see how is he doing. He's a complete mess up and down. Sometimes he won't answer the phone. Uh, sometimes he will. Yeah. He'll call and he'll like hop to it too. Uh, still hasn't told me he loves me. <laughs> I mean. But he shows it. He shows it by calling to see, yeah. hey, because uh, I've never talked to him on the phone for my entire childhood. It's a big change for him. Yeah, it was always, he was in the background just like, hey, just tell my son uh, over there. You know, you just hear him screaming in the background. Hey, don't, uh, don't screw things up over there. <laughs> Do you tell him you love him? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and he says, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That's, thank you. That's so yeah, funny. That, that's about it. But yeah, I've been praying to her every night. That's really been helping. Yeah. I have an eight by 10 of her uh above my workstation and it's it really helps to pray every night and yeah i know she's always here because you know i can feel a different energy i don't know that sounds new agey yeah but i feel a certain energy a certain peace Uh, yeah and i hear her talking to me sometimes when i want to put myself down in the dumps yeah so it's it's really cool but I, i feel good about it uh yeah i um i'm gonna be all right I'm going to be all right. And guess what? My mom was born in the year of the pig. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. Lots uh, of cu- synchronicity. Cu- yeah, a little, little, little cool winky dinky. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How about you, Anna? Oh, well, well, I mean. Well, recapping your 2018. I mean, 2018 was really good. It was like a big growth year. So I mm-hmm. really, in 2018, I mostly was um, 
doing a lot of work from the wreckage of 2017. Yeah, so mostly course, like, um, you know, <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, just like, um, you know, I got to tour around, I got to travel a lot to a lot of different places, which is great. And it looks like it's going to continue to be like that in 2019, oh, yeah. which was good. Um, I, you know, I became very close with, um, with Jared, which was really fun. He's Aww. become such a like fucking Jared rock star. And Shouts just, out. Shouts out. Just, like such a such a delight um and uh, i got to really look at some things like i think i've read more self-help books in the last year than i've ever read my entire life which is so funny like one of them it's so funny everybody talks about the power of now mm-hmm. everybody talks about the power of now and they're like oh it's such a good book it's such a good book mm-hmm. you know what the last chapter of that book is mm-hmm. um it's basically uh page 186 in the big book it's just um acceptance is the answer to all of your problems <laughs> I was just like, bitch, I had this information. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the finish line. How dare you? I just did a full 360 on my recovery, guys. Exactly. But like, I mean, I feel like this last year has been all about trying to be on a different frequency. You know what I mean? Ooh, instead yes. of like, totally. sort of like, uh, instead of chasing what everybody, what everybody says are the goals to chase, chasing the goals that I get to define and um like one of the ways it's just been like a lot of introspection a Mm -hmm. lot of like doing a lot of work going back to therapy um taking some risks it was really kind of like I felt like I was in the wilderness a lot this last year but it was a good journey if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense so like um, you know, traveling around more, did a lot of like yeah. solo disconnect from the the norm. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, it was interesting. I had to like um I had to remove myself from some family relationships, which was really tough. And I'm probably gonna be able to like re-enter those relationships at some point yeah. this year. Um, just because there was some boundaries that needed to be set. So it was just yes. sort of like you know, just allowing my uncle to be a son and to step up mm-hmm. and take care of his mom, which yeah. was kind of a big deal. She's been in and out of the hospital some. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of, I don't know, taking care of, you know what we did on, um, on and like a lot of cool stuff. Like I got to eat at Club 33 around Christmas. Ooh. Like Club 33 to, for our listeners is the exclusive club at Disneyland. Yeah, it's weirdly the second time I've been. Oh yeah, nice. this bitch is bougie secretly. All right. um, nice, nice. So it was really fun, and then we went to like um, Universal and mm-hmm. all these things, and um, did the Disneyland thing, and um, so that was that was really really cool. Uh, but on New Year's Eve, we went to a sound bath. Um, a sound bath. Have you ever okay. done a sound bath? Before? No, I've heard of uh, heard about it. Really cool. Um, Alex Hooper, friend of the podcast, uh, set, does it on the regular. Oh, I do it too. It was like it's it's, it's, it's like the, the wildest thing ever, man. You know what the crazy <laughs> thing is? Is it's like um, you don't. It's like doing drugs without doing drugs. So you Ooh. lay down mm-hmm. and they play these singing bowls and it vibrates your body and it vibrates that's your insane. brain and stuff. And so you talking just, about frequencies. That's yeah, like, it really forces you to meditate, forces you to relax. And that's how we ring in the new year is we like went to the sound bath and the way she scheduled it, she was like, by the time you're done, it'll be 2019. And it will have been 2019 for You're 15 in the minutes. New Year in a sound bath? Yeah. What? But here was the funniest part of it. Uh-huh. They are, they always say this thing. They're like, if somebody falls asleep and they start snoring, it's perfectly okay to tap them and to ask them to stop snoring. 
And of course, I was next to a young lady that was um, sort of shaped like a pug. And she... <laughs> She like um, Bitch, you got pug body. She got pug body. <laughs> she had pug snores. Oh my god. And I spent kind of the whole time just like being like, hey, hey, you're snoring. Hey, you're snoring. So I would like meditate and then I'd be like, hey, it you're was actually snoring. just Alex Hooper. Hey, you're snoring. Yeah, it would be so funny if it was just like Alex and his two dogs. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, uh, but Stuart really enjoyed it, which yeah. was kind of interesting because I thought like this is the most hippie shit in the world. It was so funny because mm-hmm. people give me crystals. So I have these crystals. Of course. And I was like, I'm going to bring them to the sound bath. And he was like, why? And I was like, because if crystals are real, like mm-hmm. if this really works, this is their Super Bowl. Like white, this white is, girl magic. This yeah. is, I told him it was so funny. Uh, he called the he called the for comedy or the comedy store for avails, and uh, they were like, "Well, what are you doing tonight?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to the sound bath." And I yelled in the background, "We gotta do some white girl magic, Quincy. That's what we're doing. We're doing white girl magic." And so. But it's it's actually really really cool. So I'm about it. I'm, um, you should I'm check gonna it out. T- I'm gonna take my wife to one. Um, I'll send you the email. I'm gonna go send on. Send me that Groupon though. Um, well, they, it's actually pretty cheap here. Anyway, okay. they do it at like the Center for Spiritual Discovery, which is mm-hmm. right on Franklin. Not on Franklin. It's on Los Feliz. That's right. How close there. is it to you the Scientology building? Very far. Uh, okay, you, good. <laughs> you have, by the way, you have passed it two million times and not even known it. Probably. It's pretty great. Uh, friend of the show, Pam Walt, turned me onto this place. Oh, I love Pam. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like 20 bucks. You know, now, it's not that big a deal. Funny thing about Scientology, I uh, always try to reach out and help people in need of sobriety. But uh-huh. uh, this past year, uh, I was almost recruited into Scientology uh, unknowingly. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell that story. I go to the midnight meetings, right? I go to the midnight meetings and just because it was, my schedule gets a little wonky here and there, so I know for sure I can hit a midnight meeting. And so I go there and I'm reaching out, always trying to reach out, looking for people to sponsor. That's part of the program. And I end up meeting this uh, nice young gentleman who's like asking me about... The program seems very earnest, seems very uh, willing. And so I'm like, okay. That like uh, Tom Cruise energy. Yeah, super Tom Cruise energy. (laughs) Funny enough, he was standing on a couch (laughs) while he was asking me, uh, proclaiming his love for, uh, you know, the need for sobriety in the program. Uh, So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, Here, let's switch numbers. Yeah. I want you to call me uh, when you're ready. I'll get you a book. We'll get you started, man. Like, um, you're helping me. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping you. It works both ways. So eventually, uh, he reaches out, asks me if I'm going to the Wednesday meeting. And I said, sure, I'll be there. So I go there. He's not there. And I'm like, all right, that's fine, whatever. And then he reaches back out to me. He's like, hey, I, I'm doing this other meeting uh, on on Thursdays. You should come by. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I show up, and it's at the Scientology Center. Because I forget that address is off Franklin. And I pull up. And I'm like, wait a minute, the number stops right here. And I look up and, oh, my God, that's the Scientology building on Franklin. No, get me out of here, baby Jesus. So I don't know I just, if they do sound baths there. I keep coasting. <laughs> they probably do. They, I don't think they do. I don't, I don't know. know. Scientology always looks so good. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what's so funny about Scientology? That is uh, Stuart, Stuart 
uh, is obsessed mm-hmm. with books and documentaries about Scientology. That's his. <laughs> that's his nine eleven truther shit. Is like right. he is obsessed with it. I'm like I live with the expert on why Scientology is evil. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. So that's enough. They're probably listening right now. Shout out to you guys. Hey, do you? Uh, do please you? Don't, please don't come after us. Yeah. Don't don't do do Zenu. I mean do Zenu. I mean, get it. I get it. We're suppressive. Yeah. I get it. We're suppressive people, but it's fine. So you just drove away. I drove. I kept driving. Because uh, you. That was the right thing to do. Yeah. Convert me once. Shame on me. <laughs> I have to get Caitlin on the pod one time to talk about like how to get um how to do like cheap or like interesting uh, meditation practices without mm. getting involved in a cult oh. because she actually like, she's the one who turned me on to a sound bath. She took me mm. to the first sound bath I went to mm. in the Integnotron down in, um, down in uh, Palm Springs. That's the way you should do it with your lady. The first time is go to the Integnotron. Like okay. if you're going to do it hippie hard, if you're going to hippie that, hippie that, hard. Wait, no, I'm thinking about Coachella. It's mm. down near, it's, it's, it's like there's a Coachella Valley and then there's mm. like Indio Palm Springs and mm. it's kind of in is between those things. building that one building out in the middle of nowhere it's oh, a I think I've heard about building that. entirely made of wood there's no metal involved with it at all and mm. it's acoustically perfect so if i go to one side of the building and i whisper and you're on the other side of the building you can hear it okay i need information on that and then what they do is they do like sound baths and mm. when you wait for your sound bath you show up you check in you wait for a sound bath and they're like hey the well water here is really tasty if you brought a canteen we recommend you drink the well water they like follow you around being like, have you tried the well water? You're like, it's a well. <laughs> I've never tried well water that hasn't tasted like a whole foot. Jesus. And <laughs> and it actually is actually good water. They're right. It is good uh-huh. water, but it's like weird that they're just like, have you drank the well water? And you're like, and okay, hippie lady. all they have to do there is like. Uh, just like well, drink the water. But, yeah. And you hang out in these like hammocks. It's like so peaceful. And then you go in and you lay down with 35 people on the floor and you take a nap for a half hour. That's basically what a sound bath makes you do is it makes you take like a very lucid dream type nap. Okay. All right. Sounds culty. It's super culty, but it's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. But like she has this whole way of like identifying. There's like, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. There's like six signs of a cult. So she'll be like, mm-hmm. you take a meditation class at like a Buddhist center. Mm-hmm. Once they start to like, if they ever like make it so you can't leave mm-hmm. or like there's certain signs to look for like blocking mm-hmm. entrances or like mm-hmm. um asking for money of course like really right. aggressively like there's those are cults and you should go yeah ooh got got super culty over here so it's like a culty test or what's that um well what's that test to see if a a script passes uh, the, the Bechtel test. The Bechtel test. Yeah, yeah like, if it's if it's a like feminist a cult Bechtel test. <laughs> yeah, if it's like a feminist script or at least something where it's not like it's not like super misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a actually a really good podcast about that called the Be- Bechtel cast, where mm, you go, you talk about a movie mm-hmm. and whether or not it passes the Bechtel test. Yeah, I feel I hear very few movies get passed through it. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough being out there in this this male dominated world. <laughs> you know what it I mean? Sure is fighting Tell- the patriarchy. Yeah, the, the one uh, over at a time. The white patriarchy. Am I right, guys? I'm Am kidding. I right? <laughs> so, as you can see, we're not doing the twelve questions for this. We're just kind of doing a wrap up. So, like, what is your what were your like favorite guests this last year? Favorite guests uh, mentioned Alex Hooper earlier. He's a good him. one. He's 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 doing it right. Yeah, 
he's doing it right at his at the beat of his own drum mm -hmm. which i respect mm -hmm. uh, another favorite guest uh and of course you're all my favorite guests guys we all love listening. you we love every single if you have donated your time and your experience strength and hope to this podcast you're a goddamn american hero <laughs> josh adam myers was pretty good. that was a really <laughs> that was a really good one that's the one when people are like well what is this podcast i'll send uh -huh. them that one usually so yeah, they can listen to that, that one was just man he's, the jam he's episode been through it. jam's been through it and yeah. he doesn't stop doesn't forget where he the, came from uh, by the way he has a great podcast called the 500 oh yeah uh check it out guys shout out to Josh Adam Myers. Yeah, he's a delight. He was the one who told me to read The Power of Now. Man. Yeah. It's a good book. And then there was also, um, uh, what's the other one he told me to read? It was, a, I'll have to get the name of it. I, I, I'm going to post like a top 10, like, because a lot of yes. our guests recommend a lot of books. And there's mm -hmm. been a lot of books I just like went out of the way to read because they recommend it. My wife it. is reading um, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Ooh. Oh, I heard and it's she, really good. Yeah, she said it's really intense. Like as far as like the storytelling, it's very, uh, it's written very eloquently, and also, yeah. but it's also very raw at the same time. Yeah, because she's been through a lot. Yeah, you know, you growing up in Chicago, it's not easy. Uh, so yeah, she just identified a lot with that because my wife's upbringing was pretty rough too. Yeah, yeah, she was able to get through it, so she identified a lot with that. That was um very pleasant. And hey, she, she she's she's liking it. Uh, yeah, what other what other books? Uh, I'll tell you another guest. I really yes. enjoyed Carlos Delgado. I think that was oh maybe one God. of our funniest Delgado. episodes. He's such Super a silly funny. person. <laughs> this is one of my faves. Um, Wearing the hell out of that new mustache, Delgado. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Dropping weight, looking good out there Damn. in New York, owning those streets. Look at that. Um, yeah books let me see codependent no more beyond codependency which is the sequel to that is very good um it's especially good for people in 12-step programs mm -hmm. um all of Brene brown's books she released two this last year um uh, into the wilderness and um uh rising strong which were really big books for me a list of books that i'm supposed to read <laughs> uh that's so funny um uh of course i i did enjoy the power of now um mm -hmm. what when the buddha when the buddha is stuck that was a really good one i what? really liked um there's a whole like when the buddha mm -hmm. the series like when the buddha falls in love or like when the buddha is stuck that one was really good um Really enjoyed uh, the dance of anger. It's an mm -hmm. old school book that um, that was like uh, focused uh, towards women in the fifties. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of about um, it's it's about boundaries. Basically, it's about staying in your fucking lane. It should be called "Stay in Your Fucking Lane." Is what it <laughs> should be called. It's pretty great, um, and it's quoted in all of the other self help books I've ever read. Um, and then I'm just kind of finishing that one up now. And then what was the other one? There's a few really good ones. Um, Stop walking on eggshells. If you have somebody with borderline personality in your life, mm -hmm. if you date Pete Davidson, you want to read this book. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, it's a it's a pretty great book. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of really good information out there. There's that David Goggins book called Can't Hurt Me. Oh. And I heard him on a on a podcast and i was like damn he's a he's a super marathon runner uh -huh. and he he holds the records for the most uh marathons ran like he ran one every weekend for an entire year which is fucking gnarly ex-marine 
talks about going through all the struggles and going through the marine camp and just being just doing all the grunt work but then on top of that just breaking through like a whole nother a whole nother layer in his brain and being able to reprogram himself to accomplish anything and his big message is uh you can't fucking hurt my feelings which <laughs> is so fucking cool of course like you know some of it can is it is it method through like stuffing his feelings down because yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. not great <laughs> no, a, lot of it, a lot of it has to a lot of it has to do with standing up for yourself okay you know because i believe he's the he's the first african-american uh, uh frick um i'm blanking <laughs> he's the, no, not the first african-american frick but uh He's he holds the record first African American guy to hold wow. that that humongous marathon that is not of Kenyan descent. I'm sure there's plenty of people that outrun him in the world, but he just happens to be the the guy. That's like American, yeah. African American. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that that book I've been reading that that's incredible. Uh, I'm reading a Victor Frankel book right now. Uh, Victor Frankel. Uh, Victor Frankel. He has a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a that's one of those on the list. That's Mm -hmm. like a quintessential book. Yeah, I I just I was introduced on that book while I was uh, writing for Historical Roast, Ah. and we were working on the Anne Frank roast, and that book just came up, and I was like, oh, I got to read that, so I just ordered it, and I started reading that. That is, um, the level of forgiveness. Yeah, (laughs) that is expressed in that book. You're just like, oh, what the fuck am I complaining about? What, right. am I, what, what, what is this little uh, resentment I'm holding on to? Right. Yeah. I mean, what, how does the resentment serve you? It never does. Yeah. A resentment never serves you. You'll get those sunglasses you. back. I'll get those sunglasses back. You got that. You got that. That big dick writing job. You'll be fine. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you know, that small dick paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like I'm kidding. I'm very grateful. <laughs> like they're listening to this podcast <laughs> you never know i mean you never know what if if you are listening to this podcast we we both would like some work yeah we would love some work uh we are we're bona fide all right we out here working in these streets what are your intentions for 2019 <laughs> and your um what are you inviting in to your life i'm inviting in the same opportunities that i received last year I want stability, consistency, and a little more certainty. I'm, wel- I'm welcoming certainty. And I think uh, because all my life it's always been uh, indecision. That's why mm-hmm. I'm like... You kind of have an indecision job. Not indecision, but I, okay, I get it. Certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just looking for certainty, touring, writing more. I'm, I'm, a, I'm opening up myself to that to be able to get staffed again. I'm opening up myself to perform again because it's so easy to just rest on your your little laurels, you know. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's all right. They'll come after me. They'll come after me. They'll they'll hit me up. But uh, fact of the matter is, no one cares about you and your career as much as you do. So uh-huh. if you want to be de- if you want to be desired, you have to desire yourself. What about stuff outside of your career? You're stuff- not your career. True, true. Uh, stuff outside of my career. A, uh, I welcome more travel. Uh-huh. I welcome more travel. My wife and I have a couple trips planned. Uh, first one starting with Europe. So I want to travel more. I want to. Um, I welcome in more compassion. Is this like a delayed um, honeymoon? Kind of, kind of. Oh, we wait, did. no, you guys went to Vietnam. 
Uh, Vietnam was before. That was before. our engagement you're trip. Right. Oh, engagement uh, trip. We had a mini moon. Uh, mini moon. Do you know, like a uh, mini moon? Yeah, we went with one of our buddies, uh, Jay from uh, uh, Jay from the Improv. I don't know if you know him, the manager. Uh, why am I over? I sound like I'm fucking name dropping. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Got to pick that name up off the ground. <laughs> uh, but he, every year, really great guy. Yeah. Uh, every year he does like a camping trip in Malibu. Oh, cool. You know. Uh, over there, I forget the name of the canyon, but it's like the whole camping yeah. strip along the beach. Nice. And we brought our tents out there. This was like maybe two weeks after our wedding. And we went there, pulled up a tent that we bought at Walmart during Black Friday for 20 bucks. Yeah, you don't out perfectly. need a great tent oh, if, you're not like, if you're not like an out, like a backpacker. You don't need a great tent. <laughs> and guys out there, if you're going camping, bring like a little pad to lay on because we thought we were cool. <laughs> A uh, little memory foam uh, deal, maybe. Yeah, we uh, were newbies, and yeah. we thought we were going to be fine because we're yeah. like, hey, sand is kind of soft. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold. Not when it's cold and wet. It's cold and <laughs> it wet. It turns into fucking concrete. Yeah. Yeah, we had to sleep on that, threw our backs out a little bit because we're not spring chickens over here. Uh, we did That was our mini moon, uh, uh, like three days in Malibu, cooking, cleaning, like right by the beach. It was amazing. But this is kind of like our official honeymoon yes oh, nice. it's gonna be great flying into london ending up in rome getting out of there but also i think you I, said compassion yes compassion i have to uh, allow that in allow myself to be more compassionate because i know i can come off a bit cunty sometimes where i'm just like oh fuck yourself you know or like <laughs> even a little bit elitist because i have to find that that push and pull that middle ground between wanting the best of everything wanting like having these high standards for myself yeah. but also at the same time not stepping over things and people is most importantly and people's feelings also to get what i want because yeah. i feel like that's a miserable existence yeah i've been watching game of thrones you know <laughs> yeah you've been watching game of thrones yes yeah, i see you... that i'm just like oh i do not want to be that miserable i I need to do the right thing more so often. Than we not. see it all the time. We mm-hmm. we see it with like people who have, you know, really good opportunities in front of them, mm-hmm. you know, working on really cool projects and mm-hmm. and they're hurting the people around them and they don't even know it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, like you don't have to do that. Yeah. People will always remember how you made them feel above yeah. all else. So I have to remind myself about that. I bought a cork board, too. Ooh. Yeah. I'm For about, your corks? Yeah. A quirk board? A quirk, <laughs> Did I say a quirk, quirk board? A quirk, but no, <laughs> I like it. It's fun. We're having, we're experiencing wordplay. That is what we're doing. English is my second language. No, I yeah. love it. Um, no, I like, I like that. Yeah, I got a cork board, so I'm gonna be planning out a lot of things. Uh, I've already have it. I've already got it in my mind. I just need to see it uh, in its in its form. I've been holding off on planning my special. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So now I got a cork board to pin up like my bits and how I want to organize things. And uh, also in 2019, I want to welcome better comedy from myself because mm-hmm. I feel like I go for, yeah, laughter is good, right? Laughter is good. That's what you're there to do. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes uh, I have nothing to say in all that laughter. No, you got to live your life. Yeah. And I got to have a little more meaning to it. So allow myself to i guess i'm gonna have to just have to fucking what we consider bomb more like mm-hmm. no laughters right where you're if you're not being funny be interesting kind of thing 
Hmm. And that scares the shit out of me. Okay. I, I got to welcome more silence. Okay. I think that's so dang, I, I think that's a weird place for a comedian to like welcome more silence and understand that is not you bombing, it's people listening. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to find the middle ground for sure. I'm going to find the middle <laughs> ground to where that I'm happy with it. And I think that's what that's what my 2019 is going to be, like finding that sweet middle ground mm-hmm. between my life career. Uh, I don't know. What do you welcome? What are you Ooh. welcoming for the 2019? I mean. You're the pig. Yeah. I mean, 2018 was so much like introspection for me and really like working on some stuff and, and making some different choices. And, um, you know, I, one thing that, I've been really focused on has been figuring out how to be a good human being and to do what we do and to be okay with the, like we chose a very unstable career. And so there's a lot of things, a lot of times I think when people set resolutions or intentions for their following year, Mm -hmm. and it was actually Stuart who pointed this out is folks, especially in our field, try to set those resolutions to be things that we have no control over honestly, you know, it's a lot of it is if we do our, in Amy Poehler's book, she says, and we, we mentioned this on Bruhaha this last week. Um, there is, if you focus on your passion, you'll always be happy. But if you, you know, focus on the stuff that you can't control, you focus on the career stuff, Mm -hmm. you'll never be satisfied. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really about like focusing on that passion and working with people that bring me joy and Mm -hmm. that give more that where there's like reciprocity and equality in those relationships. And, um, and saying no in 2019 or in 2018, I said no to a bunch of things. And, um, because you know, when documents came around, when stuff came around, I did the smart move and I had lawyers look at them and I Mm -hmm. had like, I did, I took a lot of personal responsibility for my career. Mm -hmm. And so like what I'm looking forward to in 2019 is seeing the, the results of those actions. Um, a lot of it has been, my comedy has taken a very different, um, my comedy's I feel like I feel like anytime you're on a personal journey and if you're a comedian or whatever you do, your life is going to whatever your passion is is going to become richer. And so I like a lot of the material that I'm putting out now and I really enjoy a lot of what I'm doing. Um but yeah, it's do been, whatever you like. Yeah, it, but it's also just been like a whole thing of like, you know, when you hmm, I'm doing a lot of like you knows right now. Um <laughs> There is uh, living my life more, so I have something to report on. Ooh, and that's a great way to put it. Live your life more, do you have something to report on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to have opinions about things if you're not reading books. It's hard to um, talk about your experience if you're one of those, you know, you, when you talk about your daily experience kind of comics, if you're not having experiences outside of comedy clubs. Um, some of those experiences I had were comedy related, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but just doing more, more of that writing more, obviously I have control over that. And, you know, just putting it out there that I want to be, um, you know, booked on things or doing stuff. And that's, that's been, that's been really, really good, you know? Um, and I, and, and just more of that, I mean, obviously for 2019, I had like less of, 
going deep dark into the cave and looking at all the muck. I think mm-hmm. the trick to that is having better boundaries with people. And <laughs> it truly is. It truly, yeah. truly is because it's so easy to get swept up into like other people's approval or to get swept up into like, in it, like our industry, especially it's like, well, if you have these things, then that means you matter. And it's, truly it doesn't fucking matter. truly i saw toby marishanu friend of the show mm-hmm. he posted something yesterday that was like you know when i get down on myself about my career i just remember all of my friends that are considered more successful than me who ain't shit Woo! and i was get just em. like i get know em, i know he's such a sassy robot isn't that <laughs> like how sassy was that i'm battling him in february so oh yeah well you better <laughs> you better look out it's gonna um, be my uh peace de resistance in uh, roast battle it's gonna be great oh well good for you um that's so you, true because not None of it honestly matters. No. If you yeah. sit there and constantly beat yourself about not having things, then you're never going to get them. Yeah, exactly. And I think, well, more than that, I think the part that kind of broke my heart in 2017 and 2018 was watching people I know and love get things mm-hmm. and have them actually become more distant and more cold Oof. and yeah. more resentful about the things they didn't have. Yeah. And so, you know, celebrating the people around me has always been important to me, but mm-hmm. it's going to continue to be important and it's going to be important in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's more like, you know what, fucking go out there girl and get it like i'm really happy for you and i'm happy for like you know your spirit and your energy and Mm -hmm. and some of it is is like you know doing that practicing that in my own personal relationship has been really really difficult because there's always been kind of a a push-pull between the two of us of Mm -hmm. like you know that sort of like oh i'm so happy for you but also like and Mm -hmm. so that I think that of that course, we're competitive, we're competitive people, but who are we competitive against? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't egos. sell that. I don't mm-hmm. sell the same product that you do. Right. And you don't sell the same product that I do. Yeah. And that's, that's the that's real crazy. <laughs> that's but, like, but that's, I mean, that's there's a lot of insanity in that. The, there's, you know, there's never been a comic who's looked at me and said, you're going to get it because you're you. And that is literally a sentence that's been said to me. Where it's mm-hmm. like, is it my gender? Is it my race? What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. why are you saying that? Like, like, why are you making yourself a people? Why are you being making yourself a victim? Like, what a weird thing. But like, when someone makes a victim of another person's success, what they're not realizing is that that success is unique to that person, not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 if it isn't, looking at like, am I getting into fit in, or mm-hmm. am I seeking true acceptance? Because my comedy my comedy is a comedy of acceptance, like both self-acceptance mm. and, you know, having acceptance rather than um, being like, hey, like me, guys. Hey, Gross. like me. You know, yeah. it's just not that way. Yeah. And I think a lot of, t- there's been a lot of areas in my career where I've just been fitting in, you know? And so um, I'm just really grateful for that introspection and I'm just inviting in just like a lot of success and a lot of joy and a lot of love and a lot of friendship and a lot of fun. Yeah, you I think know? I'll take back that gross ad lib just because I know some of my comedy is like, like me please. Uh, but I know, I feel like we all do it. It is, uh, uh, it's, it's that middle ground that I, I was talking about the middle ground between self, ex- like getting in to fit in and please like me. Yeah, yeah. That that's man. That 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 is. We're we're social creatures. So when we do that, I think I started pulling away a little more from please like me and doing whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. 
whatever like I felt was fine, and I think it's it's working out okay, and I, I sleep better. Yeah. Instead of constantly seeking out validation, that's what, and I I started writing more and pulling back from performing a lot more because I felt like I was draining myself hmm. of a lot of resources. So I try to make every single minute of stage time I get matter more. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm like you know bombing here and there, or I'm not getting the jokes right and maybe i do maybe i do need to i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't even know where this is going i don't know why i chimed i think i think a lot of i think a lot of comedians they want to figure out the formula to success and they're Mm -hmm. trying to all crack the fucking code and um the truth is is there's none yeah there's There's no no code. code be funny be interesting well, yeah, be funny, be interesting, be kind, you know, and, and if you mm-hmm. want to, if you're passionate about a thing, do the thing, do the hell out of the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of about it. Yeah, because this is the new year and we're getting the whole new crop of new New Year's comedians. So I... Oh, I love them. You know why? What? They're a great audience. Yes. Yeah, they're so excited. Killers. I love their newness. Yeah. I love their excite. Like, yeah. I love their excitement. I love mm-hmm. that they laugh at jokes. Like... Mm-hmm. I actually, I love New Year's time for, I did not start in a New Year's time. I started in November. So like, I don't, um, I I really like the newness of the new comics. I invite Mm -hmm. them because you know what? They're allowed, we, I was so, I realized this the other day. I, I was fostered by the people around me to grow and get better. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it was for different reasons. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it was like, I was fostered and and encouraged by the people around me when Mm -hmm. I first started. And I, I had a comp, we had Panina, she came out and visited and, and she talked a little bit about her. Um, she was on, on the podcast Mm -hmm. and she talked a little bit about struggling with people in her area. And I just like kind of, you know, looked at her Facebook post one day and they were tearing into her for having an opinion. And I just sort of like, I just messaged them. I I just posted on there. I was like, y'all need a hobby outside of telling new comics how, how to think. Yikes. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was, and I texted her. I was like, you know what? You are, you should be fostered. You're talented. And you understand that you have to like, you understand some very key things. And Mm. like, I think that, you know, if you're not getting that encouragement in your local scene, you can reach out to me anytime. And See, I want, I want the compassion that you have. So I'm going to embrace that. And just to be nicer. Because <laughs> the thing is, I wouldn't even comment. I just let someone drown. I was like, ah, you'll figure it out, kid. Well, I mean, I thought about that. Maybe yeah, I wasn't same, staying uh, in I my would, lane, but I was just like, no, you're fine. You you people should, are you being say crazy nice right because, now. Uh, you're a dick if you tell someone not to do something that they want to do. Like, who are you to tell someone to not do something? Right. With? Or in her case, what they were doing is they were saying, um, you're too new of a comic to have opinions or to be, you know, and to, it was sort of like, know your place. And it was mm-hmm. like, if I knew it's my, amazing. if I, I didn't know my place in my, if that was true, if that thinking mm-hmm. that logic is applicable I wasn't aware of it for a long time and I did yeah. just fine. In yeah. fact, I had no doubt in my mind that I could fail because I had no evidence of doing so. Yeah. It took a while before, before failure started to occur and failure is necessary. Yeah. Sometimes I'm oblivious to what's going on around yeah. me a lot too. And I think that's why I, I'm getting more opportunities yeah. my way or I'm able to 
just really focus on that one thing. For, for example, roast battle. Mm -hmm. Like, know my place? Like, you're going to tell me to know my place? Oh, well, you don't know this. You don't know. Like, no, trust me. I'm, like, really good at this. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then I bomb. And they're like, like, no, no, no. Trust me. I'm really good at this. And then uh, things will go my way. So I hate that thing that, that know your place. Yeah. No, that, that's so fucking stupid because or, you know take risks do stuff you know take risks do whatever the fuck you want oh you don't like me i'll sing the national anthem how about that yeah <laughs> and and go all the way through with it the stutter go, step and keep going it, do through the whole it. thing fuck it have a good time fuck them who cares to not do it and then to like live with that not knowing yeah is much more miserable i feel yeah i'd rather i'd rather um I think people, the most successful people fail upward, right? Yes. So, you know, I, I think it's important to, to take those risks and mm -hmm. have a good time, you know, however you see that's appropriate for you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one way. That's the other thing. Yeah, people want to make whatever field they're in like a certain particular way and God, yeah. it's so fucking dull and boring. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're to have fun and we're trying to get paid for it. Yeah. So be nice to others. <laughs> but also low key, don't critique people and don't critique scenes when you, you don't know them or you. Well, I did. I was just like, y'all need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. Calm the fuck down instead of like, yeah. you know, trying to swing your dick around. And how about you em embrace a person and just uh, tell them in private, don't post and yeah. act like you know what the fuck you're doing. None of us know what we're doing, really. I mean, to an extent. Uh, yeah. I mean, and if you're obviously this is a very comedy heavy podcast, like what are your, I mean, that's the thing is like for, I, so my, my personal goals are so vague. I'd like to be healthier because I've been working mm. on that for a long time. Yes. Um, that's the most important thing. I feel. Yeah. It was, it really took a long time to get to a place of like, um, I, I had to basically only do certain types of exercise for a long time. And then I went to my doctor and I was like, this isn't enough. And he was like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I can see that. Let's try some other things. And I'm doing, I'm starting acupuncture this next year, which is going to be fun. Um, yeah. Did you know that Medi-Cal covers acupuncture? I did not know that. Now, you know, now, you know, mm. I don't know if the writer's guild does, but like <laughs> Medi-Cal, she be, she be covering all kinds of cool shit. Yeah. I, I gotta, gotta go get my card. I yeah. have Medi-Cal evidently but they can't use your your medical card if it's expired that they won't just look up the code or your no, account it's, it's complicated they have to send you a new one every year yeah um uh, th that'd be too convenient just to keep everything online and just be like oh hey you're you're good you're in the system <laughs> no uh, they don't even have internal email at the medical office they can't email you or anything god there's so many things wrong with this fucking okay it's who am i <laughs> What am I, fucking Luke Cage? Well, it'll get, it'll get better. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the kind of cool thing to watch, like the political climate change and to watch the world kind of um, recognize. I had a, a group of tourists I was working with the other day and they were from England and they were um, regretful Brexiteers, which was interesting. Hilarious. So they were people that like voted for Brexit and super duper regretted it. And I was like, well, I, I like that they can have the maturity to own that. And I feel like Yeah, but also fucking idiots for not checking their sources. No one checks the sources anymore. Isn't that well, amazing? propaganda is very strong. Propaganda is very strong. It's very, very strong. So we're, we're like dumb enough of a fucking society that we don't check our resources. We see something, we go with it. Well, we rely on social media now. Isn't that sad? And it got infiltrated. 
by the Russians. So I don't know. That's a problem. <laughs> that's the thing I'm going in 2019 because I'm just. There's a couple of great websites for that. If just you, realizing that uh, the only outlet that means shit is like NPR maybe <laughs> and a little Vice. Yeah. I, but, but you still got to get your news. But then, God, you, I shouldn't have entered the new year like hanging on Twitter a little bit. You hang out on Twitter and then you get hit by something, you know. Twitter like, and Pornhub, man. It's like a yeah, Twitter and Pornhub to, <laughs> and the Twitter Pornhub. <laughs> there's a Twitter Pornhub. Uh, there's there's like porn Twitter. There's porn Twitter. There's like a couple accounts followed me and I was looking at them and I was like, wait, why are you following me? Oh, they probably uh, tracked down my patterns and I've gotten better about that, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I had to pull back from the consumption of porn. As yeah, you much have as a wife. Go look yeah, at her. Yeah, but. I'll, but also that... I know it's different parts of your brain. It's totally a different part. That's my addict. Uh, the addict side of my brain going down like, hey, let's ignore everything. <laughs> here's the here's the most distracting thing in the world. <laughs> That's funny. So I, got, I, got, I pulled back from that and I feel it's healthier. It's healthier for my relationship. Absolutely. By tenfold. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to pull myself off of that a little more and got to not look at... You know, it's like Twitter is just a like 10,000 to go to work. Yeah. I am so grateful to have you in my life and I'm looking forward to more 12 questions in the next. If you've Likewise. listened to this whole thing, God bless your soul. God bless your soul. What is- I just ended up turning into somewhat of a <laughs> men's right activist. I'm sorry about that. I know I sound very controversial and, and tone deaf. But that's just how I feel. Those are my uh-huh. those are my opinions uh-huh. that I'm allowed to have, mind you. But all I know is I'm not going to be adop- adopting any of that behavior. Yeah, I know that I'm I mean, learning, but I know like this uh, is a much more nuanced uh, event that's happening in society. And don't let people steal your peace. I'm not letting it steal my peace. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I don't rant about it. It's just here when I know you're not going to judge me, Anna. So yeah. that's why I fly and I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm figuring you're out. You're figuring it out. Trying figuring to figure it out. out this fucking what? wildfire. Where can God people damn. find you so they can um, watch you figure it out more? Yeah, help me figure it out more. I'm <laughs> at Dapper Duong, D-A-P-P-E-R-D-U-O-N-G. Um, but if you're, if you're going to tweet me or come at me for... You know, no one's thoughts. gonna come at you. No, not even come, come, not not come at me like in that way. Like come at me, bro. If you're gonna, you know, come at. If you get with it, help me understand things more. Help us understand yeah. things more. We're trying to understand things more. Educate Duong. Educate Duong is gonna be my next Twitter account. Educate Duong that we ta- will be taken down eventually. I don't know. That's... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I I want to get better. But what I'm trying to say is, don't come at me with bullshit. All right, let's hear let's hear facts. Let's hear facts and sure, feelings. If you feel a certain way, but I want to know the sources cuz you might end up being a bot. Okay. Um you can find us you can <laughs> no, find I'm us at 12qpod on Twitter. Uh you can also find us at uh, if you want to email us uh, 12qpod on Gmail. You can uh find me at anavisfun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at anavalenswheel.com and we are all over the Unpops network. Guys, on Unpops uh I will be moving over the previous episodes to the Patreon page. So, uh thank you for your patience. We appreciate you. I love being a part of the network. So, uh shout that, out to Adam Todd Brown. 
Brown. Shout out to Anton Brown. Okay, guys. Um, Alex, if nobody's told you this today, I love you. I love you too. Yay. And if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. Bye. We love you guys. Mm-hmm.